Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Dr. Neil Barnard is our very special guest. He's the author uh, of several books, but the one we're talking about today is, uh, is, is just upon us, and it's a must-get for everyone. And if it's not right for you, get for somebody in your life. There's no question. Your body in balance, the new science of food, hormones, and health. Dr. Barnard, how are you? I'm doing fine, thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Congratulations. You're getting rave reviews, as you do on all your books, but certainly on this one. Uh, Give us a little overview. Well, the old idea about food was that you'd eat something unhealthy and you'd have some disease as a result. So if you eat burgers or chicken wings, your cholesterol would rise or you'd have heart attack. But we now know that we can be a lot more nuanced about it, that hormones affect everything in our bodies. Um, We may not know they're there. The insulin made in the pancreas controls your blood sugar. Your thyroid gland at the base of your neck makes thyroid hormone that gives you energy or testosterone and estrogen. Those are sex hormones that determine many aspects of health. And the breakthrough is all of these hormones that control everything in your body, in turn, we can control them based on food choices. And it's it's an amazing thing to think of. For a quick example, if a person has diabetes and their blood sugar is rising and they're on more and more medications and the doctor says you'll never get over this you're gonna have to just live with it da, 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 da. we learned that we can make your natural insulin work better so you got type 2 diabetes you're you might be having to inject insulin or whatever we can make the insulin your body is making work better by changing your diet and for many people they don't even need insulin anymore or they need a whole lot less now to do that we got to make some significant diet changes but we can do that and the same is true for things like menstrual cramps or endometriosis which relate to estrogens misfunctioning and our new work is all on menopause and menopausal hot flashes which we found that we can knock out really effectively not with hormonal pills but with simple diet changes and this is a departure from anything we've really heard in the past how long in the making was this book at least uh, you know from a philosophic standpoint from uh, from your standpoint uh how long were you ready to write this book well the seeds of it were really planted a long time ago in the 1990s we started doing our work on type 2 diabetes finding that some people could start getting off their medicines and then as time went on we discovered it wasn't just a few people here or there this is fairly common and but it but it means really changing your diet and having a different understanding so it began with diabetes, and then from there on, we started looking at estrogen issues, and that was for, say, younger women that might be uh, menstrual pain and endometriosis and fertility problems. And then it became, uh, just quite recently, the work on menopausal symptoms came out that we found in a new study that we could knock out hot flashes by 84% with a healthy diet. Now, I should emphasize that we're talking about a really healthy diet. We're getting away from the meats and the, and the dairy products and all the cheese and junk. And so we're helping people to eat, frankly, the foods your mom always wished you would eat, vegetables and fruits and whole grains and beans. But the changes are not tough. Instead of a meat chili, you have a bean chili. Instead of uh, 
spaghetti with ground beef on top. You have a tomato sauce. If you go to a sushi bar, instead of the fish sushi, have the cucumber sushi roll or the asparagus roll or something like that. Or if you're at the taco place, have the bean burrito. So it, these are not tough changes, but it requires a little thought at first before it becomes second nature. I, you know, I know it's a, a different subject, but when I uh, when I cut out sugar, when I get off of sugar, I start feeling it in, in about three or four days. Uh, I, I feel it getting out of my body. Uh, how long is the process when you – and let me remind folks, too, Dr. Neil Barnard is our very special guest. His book, his latest, is Your Body in Balance, The New Science of Food, Hormones, and Health. It's a must-get. But, uh, doc, Dr. Barnard, uh, how soon before people – start feeling the effects on their body once they start eating like this? Well, we've looked at a wide variety of effects on the body. Uh, back a number of years ago, we did a study in overweight women who are all after menopause and really feeling stuck. And you start seeing weight loss right away within the first week, sometimes the first just couple of days. And, but the, the important thing for weight loss is how long does it continue? And we tracked these participants for a 14-week study and then for two full years after that study. And we found that the, the weight was never regained. So that's the important thing is to start the weight loss early, but to keep it going. And that's what we found. With diabetes, we see blood sugars usually dropping, starting maybe about day three or four, something like that. But to make this happen, I'm going to encourage people to not fool around with it. Take a week. And during that week, think about foods that you would eat if you were following a diet without animal products at all. Okay, if you never tried say almond milk instead of cow's milk or or something like that. Now's the chance to try it. Or if you never tried the veggie burger instead of the greasy meat burger, now's the chance to try it. So take a week and figure out what you might eat. Then take a three-week period. And during that time, do it all vegan all the time for a three-week period. And no long-term commitment. You don't even give up your skepticism as to whether this is going to work. But at the end of three weeks, two things happen. One is that you are physically healthier dramatically and the other is that your attitudes about foods change you don't even miss that greasy burger anymore those greasy chicken wings and stuff and you start to 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 find healthy foods that that really love you back so try it as a, a three-week kickstart and uh, it'll change your life two of my four children are vegans and they uh, they're very proud of it they're proud of the lifestyle i i noticed with with one of my my boys that um you know he looked it, to me, he didn't look all that healthy, and I, I don't know if it was just he wasn't getting the proper balance, but I, I'm sure your book uh, addresses that. Uh, is, that a, is that a concern among people who switch to a vegan lifestyle that maybe they're not getting the protein that they would or they're not getting the, the right amount of protein? No, it's mostly imaginary, I have to tell you. Um, first of all, if you look at kids nowadays, they are in the worst shape we've ever seen. Walk into any high school and grab the junior class and put them on a scale and see how many of them are already overweight at that age. Yeah. Kids are in terrible shape. And when they grow up to be adults, 60% of adults, including 60% of the people listening to me right now, know that they'd like to lose some weight that they're having trouble getting rid of. So the kids are not in good shape. When they go vegan, it is true that they do need to think about it a little bit. And it shouldn't be, hopefully... <laughs> potato chips and coke and that's what the other kids are eating um but they should be eating healthy foods and so the rules for kids are the same as adults eat vegetables and fruits and whole grains and beans so for kids 
let's say they're over at Taco Bell. Instead of the meat taco, have the bean burrito and just hold the cheese. That's vegan. Or if you're at Subway, have the veggie sandwich. It's not hard to do, but it's but they should be these kinds of foods. They'll get plenty of protein. There's plenty of protein in beans and grains and vegetables. That's not an issue. But they should take vitamin B12, which is, which is in Flintstones vitamins, or frankly, it's in any uh, multiple vitamin. But they need B12 for healthy nerves and healthy blood. And, and frankly, Everybody ought to be supplementing with B12. But no, they'll get plenty of protein. The calcium, um, they're not having dairy. So green leafy vegetables, great source of calcium, healthiest source of calcium of all. Do you recommend any other supplements uh, other than the B12? Uh, B12 is the only one that you really absolutely do have. Um, Vitamin D normally in nature comes from sunlight on your skin. Um, So if you're not getting any sunlight at all, you might want to supplement vitamin D. Um, that's really about it. There are different supplements that people use for various medicinal reasons, but B12 is the one we really push. Um, so healthy diet, vegetables, fruits, whole grains, beans, make sure you're having green vegetables for, for their healthy calcium. Take your B12 and kids, many kids are going vegan now for athletic, for athletic reasons. Um, the old idea was that a vegan was the philosopher. He was the class president who was kind of a nerdy political guy or something like that. Now, athletes are going vegan because it improves their endurance. And for some, it allows them to be strong without being flabby. So we first saw that with the long-distance runners. Carl Lewis was one of the ones, uh, you know, the what, nine gold medals, I think it is, Carl yeah. Lewis had. And then Scott Jurek and many others. And then in the tennis, the number one tennis player Novak Djokovic went vegan because you need a mixture of power and speed um, and staying power you got to be able to stay at Wimbledon for a few hours in some of these matches and then um, Venus Williams and her sister Serena did it and then uh, Lewis Hamilton the number one um, Formula One driver did it because I don't know if it helps his reaction time or his speed or his alertness or something so we're seeing a lot of athletes doing it and now boxers uh, the Tennessee Titans had about 15, 16 players. Um, they, they started eating more vegan meals. Um, and uh, frankly, it's improved their game. Dr. Neil Barnard, can you give us uh, the best way to follow along with what you're doing and, and certainly best place to get your body in balance, the new science of food, hormones, and health? Yeah, well, thank you for asking. Your body in balance is on Amazon. It's on barnesandnoble.com it's on it's everywhere that books are sold and i have to say if if during a pandemic there is some bookstore that is struggling to survive um i hope that we'll support them too but your body imbalance is everywhere um our website is pcrm.org that stands for physicians committee for responsible medicine pcrm.org well, congratulations on all your success. We need you for a part two as we uh, get into the rest of the year. After you kind of finish your tour, I would love to get a catch up with you. Dr. Neil Barnard, thank you very much for being here. Well, thank you. Great to talk to you today. Frank McKay signing off. The wonderful Dr. Neil Barnard is uh, has been our very special guest. And get his book. It is a must get, and especially if you're not feeling the way uh, you feel that you should be. Uh, this is this is a great book for you. It's a great book for a president. Get two. Get one for yourself and get one for somebody who you think could really use some help. Uh, Your Body in Balance, the new science of food, hormones, and health. Frank McKay signing off. Dr. Neil Barnard has been our very special guest. We'll see you all next on Breaking It Down.